Hi, and welcome to the Yes Podcast. Here, we share a collection of real stories told by real people who have said, I am yes. I am young enough to serve. We hope these stories and the lessons in them encourage you and challenge you to get involved in kingdom work in your church, neighborhood, and life. Welcome to Yes. This is Judy Wick, and I have the joy today of introducing you to a really good friend. Her name is Kathy Benton, and my husband Wes and I have known Greg and Kathy for a long time. A long time. (laughs) Um, Several years ago, Kathy uh, served on the board of Yes, Young Enough to Serve, and brought so much uh, just leadership depth and uh, just so much to our board. So we love her uh, ministry professionally, but just we love her and Greg as just friends that are, they are so authentic. They love Jesus. They love people so much. And Kathy, I just want everyone to meet you. So welcome today. Well, thank you, Judy. (laughs) Thank you. So um, just a little background, Kathy. I'd like for you to share with how, uh, like when we invited you to come on the Yes Board a few years ago, Mm -hmm. and um, just the passion that you have for seeing the untapped serving potential of the older population us going after that and why you think that that's even important okay well judy um at that time i had just finished up uh, some additional education and so i'm very passionate about leadership and with yes being a newly formed um ministry Um, It was wonderful that you and Wes invited me to participate and to be able to help during those developmental times with the organization to be able to reach this population of senior adults. Um, I remember a conversation you and I had in your living room about how so many people in the senior population were feeling shelved and that they didn't have any more value Mm -hmm. left in their life. Um, Yes, their energy levels were lower. Um, They had done a lot of things in churches many, many years, but now they just felt like they couldn't do, it was time to hand off the the reins to someone younger, but still God had not called them home. And so um, trying to figure out, okay, now what is that new normal for them? Mm -hmm. And so that's what was um, really, uh, pulled me towards joining Yes and being part of the ministry to help this population as we saw the demographic continue to grow, but yet churches in their vision were turning towards something else. Um, what was going to happen to these people who had given so much of their lives to uh, service in the church, but also growing their families right. and had done a lot of things. So that's what really intrigued me about Yes, was this this was a new thing um, available to uh, the whole ministry world. And some of the questions that were being asked, I felt like Yes was creating and formulating some good answers. And so, Kathy, um, you've had a vast experience working in different churches and ministries. Mm -hmm. Share with us maybe a story of, um, you know, how you see in some ways this older population sometimes being shelved, being Mm -hmm. ignored, Mm -hmm. and yet sometimes just downright challenging 
for younger leaders that come in and they know they should embrace them, but it's just hard (laughs) for reasons that we totally get sometimes. Sure. But nevertheless, it's like, how do we come together as the church, Mm -hmm. whether it's in a local church or a parachurch ministry, Mm -hmm. how do we get these generations together? Well, I think that we need to understand each other. We need to understand the season of life that each is in. We need to understand what some of the the tensions of society are feeling like for that uh, demographic of population. Um, I feel like there needs to be an open mind. There needs to be conversation held. There needs to be a, a caring. There needs to be a reaching out from the younger population towards the older one that says, hey, you know what? God still has you around mm-hmm. and you are a person of value and we want to hear from you. And what okay, you- but how do you, how do we do that? I mean, theoretically, mm-hmm. that sounds perfect. Sure. Okay. How do we flesh this out? Well, um, I think personally that if there are ways that um, in the church that there are opportunities for older people to serve, it might not be in a leadership position. It right. might. It could be that maybe they, they can, con- you know, if they have a good experience in a different area, that they can be a consultant towards someone who's learning how to lead. Um, I think of many um, people that are in their their older senior years that still have a good head on their shoulders. Absolutely, They know how to articulate. They know how to um, role model good Christian principles. They know how to think through the processes of dealing with some of the tensions of society and bringing people into the church and being able to uh, be tremendous prayer warriors. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are a lot of senior adults that can't get out, but man, they are great prayer warriors. Absolutely. That's so true. You know, and just spending time. I think if, Mm -hmm. if younger people would just spend time, maybe go out, go over and visit them and spend 20 minutes and just ask the senior adult, tell me about some of the good experiences in your life. Mm-hmm. What are, how have you grown? What does Jesus mean to you? And really glean from the older population, mm. some of the things that are still very near and dear to their heart. They might even have very practical s- skills in maybe their their work environment that they they've now retired from right um they might have some still some good energy to give to ministry um i can remember a ministry that i led where i had uh, older women who would come in and they would help in different activities mm-hmm. whether that means putting basic baskets together for a fundraiser um, they might have a creative idea to help with that or or we had children involved in that ministry maybe they could give their time to babysit a child or a couple of children um, for maybe an hour while the um, you know the the adults the mothers were in a teaching class right and I know you had just a whole uh, uh, segment of your time that was developed to life skills absolutely and so that's a great way right for, right um, maybe an older person that's to right come 
beside a younger person and to share some of their experiences absolutely and teach yeah i can see you know lots of older adult women who have got great they were mothers themselves and they've got some very practical um, experience that they could help a younger mother who feels just kind of lost because she's so attentive to the day by day right i mean judy you and i have two daughters who are trying to raise children and so the the um, modeling and the mm-hmm. the coaching that we do give them, there are lots of women out there that can ch- that can coach. Um, I think of a senior adult men that have got wonderful skills right. when it comes to employment skills. Maybe they were accountants, mm-hmm. or maybe they were, you know, maybe they were contractors. They still have those skills right. that a younger person can learn from. So um, again, I think it goes back to. Um, both of the generations, we can learn so much from each other. Um, yes, I do understand that as we get older, you know, there are physical ailments that create stress mm-hmm. in an older individual's lives that might reflect a, a crankiness, mm-hmm. you know, or a difficulty in trying to analyze something. Um, but still, I think if the younger generation is um, patient, um, and meets them on their own terms that they can be very, very helpful. Good. In turn, I also think that the older generation, if they would keep an open mind right. to some of the things that we can learn from the younger generation. Um, the younger generation. And temper the crankiness. Absolutely. <laughs> Ask Jesus uh-huh. to help make us just a smooth, you know, loving person. Right. I think that would be very, very helpful. Um, you know, until God calls us home, each one of us, we still have a place to serve on this earth. Absolutely. And whether we are 22 years of age or we are 88, um, God still has a plan mm-hmm. and he still wants us to learn. Mm-hmm. I think probably being teachable is one of the hardest things for each of us, um, no matter what age we are mm-hmm. at. We mm-hmm. can never feel like we've ever arrived. Right. And I'm 59 years old, and one of the things that I'm really feeling the need to do is to watch some of the programming um, that m- my daughter-in-law and my daughter are watching and why they watch those mm. and ask them, you know, what is it that intriguing them mm. to buy a whole DVD set and uh-huh. to watch a series of programs? You know, these girls love God. I know that the principles are solid in their life, but what are they learning, Mm -hmm. you know, from this? And so I feel as a 59 year old that I want, there's a lot more than I need to learn about the younger generation. Yeah. That reminds me a few months ago, I had the privilege of interviewing uh, for a podcast, Dick Foth. Okay. And so one of the things that Dick said was he can learn from anyone absolutely and you go into the day with that mindset mm-hmm. that anyone can teach me something you absolutely. know anyone I come in contact with yes. and I love that I think that's a posture that as someone over 50 mm-hmm. that when we take that uh-huh. I don't know it's like the day yeah is more exciting you know because absolutely. it's like wow we are going to go we're going to learn from younger people mm-hmm. we're going to learn from older people we're going to mm-hmm. learn from our peers and uh, that goes across the board, you know, as far as cultures and everything. Absolutely. So really, I think it's very, very exciting. It is. It's very important. Yeah. So, Kathy, again, in your um, vast experience of, um, of working in the ministry, what would you say to some young leader? So whether this is a, a pastor, an associate, mm-hmm. uh, someone in a, uh, a youth role, uh, uh, 
uh, women's ministries. Okay. But in all of these ministries, mm-hmm. there is some uh, interaction with the older population. Right. And they just, these leaders, they, they want to do what's right, mm-hmm. but they really do struggle with just some... Uh, personality issues they just really struggle with just some of the you know what they are perceiving which becomes a reality to them of Mm -hmm. just stubbornness right Uh, what would you say to a younger person Mm -hmm. on working with the older segment okay well any good leader is going to have a good toolbox all right. Any if you want to ha- if you want to do something well, you've got to have your tools okay. in order to do that, and to understand people, and especially uh, people in churches that has a a variety of ages and demographics. I think having a variety of tools in your toolbox is very important, meaning that you have different people who are going to be coaching you. And through that, in your leadership, that if you can identify people that you respect that are in that older mm-hmm. population who have the, got the same value set as you do, okay. and then spend time with them, learn from them. Mm. They're going to have a good um, tap into what people around them are feeling, whether they are positive and sweet or whether they're cranky Mm -hmm. and so I think having a good mentor um, of somebody in your toolbox that's of the older adult population is a good start and being able to really be teachable to understand that adult population and what they are going through and would you say the reverse is true like some uh, an older leader that has in their toolbox younger leaders or potential leaders absolutely i think it's very very important it you no one is ever going to have a tool one tool that fits everybody right even a good uh, a a good builder of a house has a variety of tools needed for the different projects Mm -hmm. in building that house and that's what leadership is all about. And I just thought of this. Some of those tools are older than others, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and, <some> newer. <laughs> uh-huh. and they could be very, very good, solid tools. And that's why they keep them around and don't go out and buy a new one. Hey, that'll preach, sister. <laughs> okay, so in closing, Kathy, mm-hmm. um, what can you say to the older person that's listening? And they really do want to use some of their gifts. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, they've just kind of remained on the sidelines. How could you encourage that person to maybe take those risks or to step out and consider doing more for Christ? Well, as I coach anybody, I ask them to knock on doors. Okay. God is not going to be calling you into something that you're not equipped to do. But when we identify our gifts and what we're good at, and then we match it with a place that is purposeful, that's where we derive Mm. the greatest joy. And as with anything, like I have said before, God is not done with you yet until he takes you home. He still has a purpose for you. You still are valuable. And he wants you to find that place that is the best fit Mm. for you. So it could be in a church environment or it could be in a parachurch environment like, yes, 
and the opportunities that they offer to senior adults mm -hmm. to serve. But you need to discover what that is and mm -hmm. don't stop, don't give up. Be just continue to reach out to different avenues, whether that means to Wes and Judy and emailing them or clicking on, on the contact me button. Wow, she's reading this just like I wrote it. For on her the now. website. <laughs> um, do that. You know, look for other opportunities. Mm -hmm. Think about the things that would delight you and what mm -hmm. your values are. What do mm -hmm. you value in life? Mm -hmm. And then look for opportunities in your local community to do those things. Right. There's a lot of organizations that need, if women love to be with children there's lots of ways that you can volunteer in your local school district right. things like that um, ask people around you that you trust ask them to identify different places for you or or even ask them what do you think i would be good at in mm. doing considering that you know i'm limited in energy um, whatever that means. Maybe you're a morning person and maybe working in a school would be a good thing. Maybe maybe afternoons are better for you. You have to consider who you are and what, you're who, what you value and then determine, okay, get some people around you who really know you and you trust and respect and begin to ask them what they think you would be good at doing. Wow, now that would be vulnerable, but that would, it be, would that be, could be very, very powerful. As long as you yes. trust them, right? okay? And right. that's the big operative word is yeah. trusting them. Yeah. And then being open to what they have to say about you. What what can you do and, and what you're good at? Um, you know, I think about my 88-year-old mother-in-law who still lives, who lives with us now. And um, she's done wonderful things in the church environment. And now she's, she's, you know, she's worn down, she's tired, mm -hmm. and so, and she doesn't drive as much as she used to, and so I keep telling her, Mom, you can pray. Mm. She's got the ministry of letter writing. She loves to still write note cards wow. and encourage people and send them, send them 99-cent cards from the 99-cent store. Aww. That's her, that's her ministry of card writing. What a blessing. And so, Anybody can do even those little things, and and to get a card that's handwritten, oh, in this, this day, day and age, exactly, it is rare. Yeah, and you know that that person has taken time to do that. Right. So I believe that until God calls a person home, they still have a lot of things that they can do. They just need to, as an older person, kind of flesh that out and what that looks like for them and what they can handle. Oh. Friend, I love this. I love you. Thank you I love for you just too. <laughs> reminding us what needs to be in our toolbox. And just that uh, let, let's go for uh, this being truly intergenerational. Absolutely. Let's make sure that we're reaching out to the younger and not excluding, but also reaching out to the older and seeing how we can offer help to, right. uh, to them connecting with each other. Thank you so much for You're sharing welcome. some of your valuable time with us. <laughs> Kathy, would you just say a prayer for our listeners today? Sure. Thanks. Sure. Father, I just thank you for this time that Judy and I have had just to kind of chat about this topic. And Lord, we thank you for whoever is going to be listening out there. Lord, um, we just ask you that this conversation will touch their heart and will spur them on to consider, okay, God, you don't have me sitting in this chair just to be able to waste this time away until you take me home. But there are things that I still can do that are important to this world and important to the kingdom of God. 
And so, Lord, I would ask you that you would reach through this microphone and you would tug on that person's heart Mm. and begin them to think about what they can be doing to make impact in this world for you until you take them home. I thank you for Wes and Judy and for the passion you place in them through the ministry of Yes. And I pray for great abundance to happen, dear Lord, for this ministry. And I thank you for all of the things that you have for us to do and how Mm. you continue to teach us new and better things, not only about ourselves, but about you. And we just bless you and we praise you today in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Kathy, so much, friend. Thank you for listening to the Yes podcast. If you are interested in getting involved with Yes or would simply like more information about this ministry, we welcome you to visit our website at yes2serve.org.